Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you want to make an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. Dot-com names as low as $1.99. Plus, world-class hosting, fast and easy website builders, and much more. As a listener of the Talking Metal podcast, enter Metal 2, that's M-E-T-A-L-2, when you check out and you will save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions may apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com, official sponsor of the Talking Metal Podcast. The best hard rock, the best heavy metal, Talking Metal, a podcast hosted by Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power. Feel the glory. TalkingMetal.com John Astronomy here, hanging out. Where are we, Mark? We're in Hoboken. Yeah, this place is called Scotland Yard. Haven't been here in years, uh, but it is right by the PATH station and right by the Hoboken train station. I'm actually going to catch a train out of here in a uh, little bit, home to uh, my town of Maplewood. So we are hanging and we have pretty big name guests on today's show. Yes, we have two great guests. We have Phil Collin of Def Leppard and Man Rays, his new project, and we have Michael Shanker, amazing guitar player. One of my favorite guitar players. I interviewed him oh, a while back at this point and uh, called him I guess in the UK and had, uh, I guess, kind of a brief conversation with him, which we'll get into at the end of today's episode. But first, we have the one and only Phil Collin from Def Leppard. Def Leppard is a great band. Started off a little more hard rock, even metal pop, if you will. And, uh, you know, On Through the Night, which Phil wasn't on, obviously, but uh, was a, definitely a heavy record. High and Dry, also Phil wasn't on that. Uh, another great record. Pyromania, one of the greatest rock records of all time, and that was uh, you know when Phil joined the band, and he talks about that in the interview. Absolutely, uh, Foolin' was the first, one of the very first music videos I've ever seen, and I remember it was up against Lick It Up once on a Friday night video battle of the videos. Cool. Well, maybe we'll get into Foolin' right now, and then into our interview with Phil Collin, and uh, he's promoting his new band, Man Rays. Yeah, absolutely. Man Ray is a very cool band. It's uh, made up of Simon Laffey from Girl, which was a, a great band featuring uh, Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns, Phil Collin. And uh, believe it or not, I had one of their old albums. 
as you'll hear in the interview. And the band also features Paul Cook from the Sex Pistols, the drummer. Yes, it does. So without further ado, this is Foolin'. Greetings, Interweb. You're tuned in to Talking Metal Live on Bionic Radio, as seen on TV. And now, on the phones, from Def Leppard and Man Rays, Phil Collin. Hey, how's it going? Good, Phil. It's Mark from Talking Metal, and we got John here. How you doing? I'm great, actually, yeah. Just waiting to go on stage, actually, yeah. Hey, Phil, I know you guys are on tour right now with Sticks and Ario Speedwagon. How's the tour going? Great. We've only done like three shows so far, but um, it's just great. It's just seamless from last year, actually. But if, if anything, I think we're, we're a little bit better than we were. So it's uh, that's cool. It's, it's, it's great. Very cool. Phil, we want to talk about your tour. We want to talk about Man Rays. But first, let me tell you one funny story. Back when you were doing VH1's Rock Honors, you were in the uh, dressing room getting uh, makeup and everything, and there was this insane guy in a silver costume sitting next to you, and that was me. I don't know if you remember that. I definitely remember that, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't too many of them suits around that night. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Phil, cool. it's great to see you, and I want to thank you for being so cool and hanging out and doing an interview for Talking Metal that night, and it's great to have you back on Talking Metal again. Thank you. Thank you, man. Now, now Phil, we are pretty excited about the Man Rays should I call it a project, or is it an actual band? Yeah, no, it's a band, actually. Okay. Yeah. And it's reuniting you kind of with Simon, who you played yeah. with a long time ago in the band Girl. Right, absolutely. Although it's, it's pretty, it's a lot different to, to that stuff. It's, um, but it's a very London band. You know, the, the Philip was from London, and it's, um, it, what's interesting about it, so it's, we all listen to the same kind of music growing up, but um, uh, like in, even the guys in Def Leppard, Joe and everyone, you know, Mark Bowen, Bowie, Zeppelin and stuff like that. But actually coming from London, we, we had a lot of other things as well. And obviously, you know, the, the whole punk thing that, that came, it, you know, it kind of started off in London with the Pistols and the Clash and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, and, and that was actually influenced by by a lot of other different things, you know, stuff like Iggy Pop, New York Dolls, things like that. And also 
some some reggae, like some like very uh, just West Indian Jamaican reggae stuff that, that I used to hear as a kid. You know, we all, in fact, we all did. You know, in London, you'd, you'd hear all this music, and I, I think some of that kind of has always been around. You know, I was a big fan of the Police, and, and they've done that really well. But uh, oh, definitely. It's, it's uh, again, you know, the great thing about Man Rays is that that we can actually. It's so expressive. You can go off on any tangent, and it's like, and it's okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, the tracks I've heard, uh, I've heard "This Is It" and "Turn It Up." Both have what I would call a pretty aggressive raw edge to it, maybe more so than some of your more recent stuff with Def Leppard. Definitely, yeah. I, th- I think, um, you know, the fact that we've we done, we done it live and we've we done it the other way around, you know, with we, we, we Def Leppard, we usually we, we work the stuff in the studio and then take it out on tour. With Man Rays, although we've only done one gig, you know, we'd get together, we'd, we'd rehearse the stuff, we play that gig and we changed everything. As soon as we got in the studio, it just come to life, you know, it was just a a really cool experience and and the three of us just like it was just it just clicked it was like a one of the magic things it was really cool yeah and now the the other member who we haven't mentioned of course is paul cook who is very famous for being with the sex pistols yeah yeah um we again we we just done a, a show last week in la oh cool um, and we we videoed it and it's going to be you know for vh1 because the label's going to be coming uh, it's that's our record label as well but um we done a documentary um, for an English thing that will be later on aired on VH1. Oh, cool! So yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really cool. And, and, and Paul was out because he's going to be rehearsing with the Pistols because they're going out this summer as well in Europe. So it was just perfect, you know. We're in LA and is this London band rehearsing in the sun. It was great. Phil, I, I wanted to say that I think it's great to hear you singing, and I, I love in Turn It Up some of the lyrics. I, I when I, I caught my ear when you said Electric Ladyland, and then right after that you said Communication Breakdown, and I just think it's so cool that you're incorporating all these historic, really cool, not just heavy metal, but rock and roll lyrics into Man Ray's. Absolutely. I mean, of all the songs, that one kind of, you know, says where we come from. You know, it's got it's got all of all the rock stuff that we kind of grew up listening to. And then and the first verse, it actually name checks some of the some of the, the the reggae stuff that was like really popular in the early seventies and late sixties. You know, stuff like you know, Big Fire, Prince Buster, and all these kind of kind of really kind of out there kind of reggae artists and stuff. So it was it was again just a, a huge melting pot, and, and the Man Ray thing was just a. Just so much fun to be able to do that and not have any restrictions at all. Very cool. I really think it's great that you're back with Simon again. And I have to tell you that I actually have Sheer Greed by Girl on vinyl. Wow. Yeah, I I see them pop up occasionally. You know, people bring them to sign and that. And it's like... I didn't know we sold all these copies. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> great. Out there, yeah. It's interesting because it doesn't seem like it's it's an easy record to get. Sheer greed or or any of the girl records for that matter. Right, I, yeah, I, I saw mean, like one going for ninety bucks on eBay. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, there was a vinyl copy of I believe it was Sheer Greed going for ninety dollars. Jeez! Wow. Any, it's great. Any, any thoughts on re-releasing that on on iTunes and stuff like that? So so people could check out all that old music well i hadn't thought about it but perhaps that'd be a that'd be a really good idea actually because um yeah you know, it was a very cool thing it was a very cool time period and and the band was was great you know we was very naive and uh we were playing at being rock stars we was playing clubs and that and it was it was just a a blast you know it was kind of um post-punk pre-metal and it, and it was a kind of a combination of both but uh we used to get spat at, at gigs because of um because we had all this makeup on and stuff, you know. Right. It was, uh, 
it, it was more. It, we, we try to be more New York Dolls than than say Poison or something like that, you know, which was a. Uh, which is our thing. So no, no, it was a lot of fun. I was in that band for like three years, and uh, yeah. And you let you left Girl to join Def Leppard, uh, right as they were as you guys were going in to record one of the biggest selling records ever, Pyromania. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew Joe and Steve. I knew all the guys, and and Joe's phoned up and said, "Look, we've we've got rid of Pete. Can you come down? Yeah, you know, do you want to just come play some solos and stuff?" And I said, "Yeah, okay." So I went down, stage fright, and then it was. Uh, Rock Tear Dropping, Photograph, and Falling, and Rock of Ages, and then I started singing on, on some stuff and just finished the record off, and it was and, then, and I kind of joined the band without even being asked, really. We just It kind of just evolved, you know? Phil, I'll tell you, I think Fallen might have been the very first music video that I ever had on videotape. Really? Yeah, I loved it. I didn't have MTV or VH1 where I lived. I, I lived like way out in the woods somewhere, and and I tuned into Friday night videos and taped Foolin', and uh, I just watched it over and over again. So I love that tune to this day. Isn't that cool? I remember. I distinctly remember, you know, where we did the video was in a little theater in New Jersey, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Wow, oh, that's right. near where I live, actually. They're really? Yes, <laughs> that's Sopranos territory there. Wow, there you go. Wow. It was very, very cool. And, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, get into uh, the, the what you're doing with Def Leppard right now. You guys got a new album called Songs from the Sparkle Lounge. And what I think is really cool is that you guys did a song with Tim McGraw. Yeah, we did. We um, we hooked up with Tim. Um, Rick Allen's brother, Robert, is, is Tim McGraw's uh, tour manager. And so cool. Rick, our drummer, has actually been on stage with Tim a bunch of times and Faith Hill and stuff, and he, he knows him really well. It's almost like family. And uh, he, Tim had said, yeah, we'd love to do something together. And uh, it just it just happened. We, we kind of hooked up at um, Hollywood Bowl, which was kind of really flashing. There was like, all these people backstage, obviously. And uh, I said, I've got this idea, and, and I just didn't like the guitar part. And, and the melody of, of the of the song and that, you know, oh, she's great. And, you know, before we knew it, we kind of had the song kind of mapped out, had a title and everything. And then, then a year after that, you know, I went to Nashville, tinned on the vocal, and boom, we'd, we'd actually re- we'd recorded it while we were on tour. So, um, and again, that's why we call it the album Sparkle Lounge, because that little backstage area where we do recording and, and tune up and whatever, it's just called the Sparkle Lounge. Cool, and you guys did that over in Dublin, right? Well... Some of it, you know, like my my parts were um, most of it was done in uh, actually either on tour, oh, okay. you know, or my backing vocals were done in a toilet actually, it's a backstage <laughs> and a, and a, a typical demo fashion, you know, you got to record it properly uh, at Joe's house in Dublin, and and it's like didn't just didn't sound as good. It was just couldn't get the kind of same energy. Cool. And, um, I, uh, again, you know, I, I think that's that's a, that's a really good thing about the new Def Leppard album. It has got a lot of energy that's been missing on some of our previous, some of our latest albums, and it's um, the fact that we, we, you know, we started it on tour and it had a bit more aggression to it. Oh, cool, Phil. Yeah. I I wanted to mention uh, just uh, kind of on another subject that I know you've got some great Jackson stuff out, but I want to tell you that on eBay, just about every day, I look for the Ibanez Destroyer Black with three pickups, and uh, right. I just got to get one of those one day. Those are classics. Yeah, um, I've, I've got. Well, I've got like four of them, I think. I, well, I did have four, and one disappeared. We donated it to a to a museum, and then the music, museum kind of closed down. So I don't know what happened to that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've still got my original one. It's, oh, that's it's great! Such a cool guitar, yeah. Do you ever use that on tour now? 
I, I dug it out a couple of years ago when we played England because it's over in, in, in the UK and uh, it's really hard to play, especially after I've been playing my Jacksons, which right. is just like, you know, they're, they're perfect for, you know, they're like hybrids and they're just, uh, they can fly all over them. But the, the Destroyer was a bit, it was hard work, you know, and that's the, that's the guitar I use for the, you know, the solo and photograph and actually all, all of those things, Rock of Ages, yeah, Falling, all those guys. Which What's cool about that is that people came to know that particular guitar as the Phil Collin model, although I actually don't know if it was ever officially a Phil Collin model. Um, it, it wasn't. It was, it was a destroyer, but then they'd done a... My one was a custom destroyer, and it had my name on it and everything. So cool. I, yeah. I love it. I, I'm going to buy one someday. Literally, every day I go on and I search Ibanez Rocket Roll, Ibanez Destroyer, and there's about two or three guitars that I'm looking to buy. And actually, I just remembered there's one that I want to buy tonight that i got to go on eBay in about five minutes and check out. Wow, cool. cool. Hey, hey, Phil, do you still play soccer or football? Um, I don't. Vivian plays all the time. Oh. He, he, yeah, he's really into that. Is it true back in the day you guys actually had a soccer match against Iron Maiden? Yeah, yeah. Who who won that one? Um, I think they did actually. Did they? <laughs> we always like to say they cheated. They brought all these ringers in, you know. Uh. Um, so they were they were a bit more serious at that than we are. They were too serious. We were, we were like having fun with it. But anyway, no, they're great. Those guys. Then the. You know. Cool. Well, we really appreciate you joining us today. And by the way, will there, I know you said you played last week with Man Rays in uh, Los Angeles. Can we expect any other live dates later this year? Definitely. I mean, we, Paul's doing um, this tour of Europe. He's doing festivals with the Pistols. Um, I'm obviously around the world. We, after we finish the stage, we've got India, Russia, Greece, Turkey, all these crazy places. And then um, we come back here. But in the gaps in between, we have like two-week breaks. We, we're going to try and get some uh, Man Ray shows in. I mean, it's, it's just so much fun. It's a lot of energy. It's kind of like, um, it's great. It's, it's that punk energy thing, you know, but, but we're a rock band. So it's kind of cool. Well, when you come to New York, Phil, we definitely want to hook up with you and check out the band. Oh, absolutely. That'd be great. And, cool. and have a great time on tour. I know that you've toured with Six before. You guys are good friends. And I know REO is a great band. I saw them live many years ago. So, you know, this tour sounds like it's going to be great, too. It is. And it's so easy. These guys are such nice guys. They're really professional. There's no egos. It's just... It's just good fun. And just, just lovely guys. And they, they work their asses off. It's really cool. Cool. We'll have a gr- I'm really pleased to be a part of it, yeah. Great, Phil. Well, Phil, have a great show tonight. We're going to get into some music right now. This is Man Rays. This is it. And then we're going to play another. These songs are so short, which is you just got to play two of them in a row. We're going to hit Turn It Up right after that. And then we'll end with an old classic, Stage Fright by Def Leppard. So, Phil, oh, thank, you. thank you so much for joining us. Have a great show, and we hope to see you in New York soon. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. See you later. Take care, Take man. Care. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hey guys, support Phil Collin, Man Rays, and Def Leppard. Go to today's show notes and show Phil Collin that podcasting sells records. Yeah, for every episode, always go to talkingmetal.com to check out the show notes. We have all sorts of great links up there you can use to purchase music. And uh, I also wanted to mention the new website is going up for me, markstriegel.net. John Casimano, Exciter from the forums, has been helping out. Be sure to check out TalkingMetalForums.com. And, uh, again, check out MarkStriegel.net. It's not just about metal. We talk about all sorts of music up there, movies, radio, you name it. Here's a letter that came in I found kind of interesting from a guy named Matt. It says, I'm happy for you guys and the success of Talking Metal. Please explain to the Fuse people the following realities. The laugh track on the show has got to go. It's stupid and distracting. The show almost comes across like David Lee Roth press conference, complete with midgets and a sideshow and sideshow freaks. The announcer guy with the mask, what is the deal? Am I the only Gen X, 30-something, white-collar, professional, conservative, Christian-talking metal fan? I don't think so. Not all talking metal fans are turned on by the typical X-game energy drink marketing campaign approach. The Fuse folks are clearly targeting a specific marketing segment demographic with the show, but I'm afraid they'll lose other viewers, such as myself, in the process. Most fans at concerts I attend are balding, pudgy professionals who still love headbanging and air guitar. The mullets are long gone, but the passion is not. Your podcast is successful because it's raw, honest, passionate, and because you could you scored interviews with all the right people. It was not successful because you guys were trying to imitate Howard Stern in the process. That's what the show filler felt like. The interviews are fine. It was the basic format of the show, the foot massage, the slipknot announcer guy, laugh track. Anyways, he goes on here. Uh, says he enjoyed the, uh, the the slash interview and uh, wishes we would interview Black Tide. So anyways, uh, thanks for your email, Matt. Any comments on that? Matt, I want to thank you for your email. And, you know, what's really weird is that we kind of are getting a 50-50 split or is it a more of a 75-25 split? What do you think in emails similar to this one? I don't know. I, I, I don't... I don't uh... I mean, we have obviously have a lot of different types of viewers and listeners. To me, the idea of watching a David Lee Roth press conference with midgets, strippers, and sideshow freaks sounds fascinating. I would be watching that all the time. And I don't think we went quite that far with the, with the TV show. But I got to tell you, if you watch Fuse, I think it looks drastically different than anything, anything else on that channel. I don't even know if it fits on the channel, quite frankly. Um, and a lot of that stuff was not Fuse's doing. Fuse is actually quite conservative. It's owned by the, the same family that owns the, the Knicks and the Rangers and Madison Square Garden. Um, so, I, you know, n- not to pull the, the curtain down here, but, but uh, a lot of that stuff, man, we were actually responsible for. It's a different vibe than the podcast, definitely. But, uh, you know, and, and believe it or not, the ratings are still through the roof. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, Fuse can show Talking Metal at 1 o'clock in the morning 
on a Friday night, and it will still kill in the ratings. I mean, it is doing unbelievably. Last Friday, tell them. Tell them. Number one show on Fuse. A show Fuse airs at 1, in, at 1 a.m. ends up being the number one show of the weekend. I mean, it's insane. Uh, more than the movies, and we had also the third most watched show on Fuse all weekend. What, what episodes? Kill Switch and uh, Lamb of God? Kill Switch was the number one show, and the Halford Danzig episode was the number three show that day. Un- unbelievable stuff. But anyways, Matt, thanks for your email, and uh, hopefully you'll stick with us on the podcast, even if you don't like the Fuse show. And Matt, thank you again. I appreciate and Mark appreciates that you not only listen to Talking Metal, but you watch the Fuse show as well, and I'm glad you liked the Slash interview. And believe me, uh, if it were up to me, we'd have more strippers and definitely some midgets on the uh, Fuse show. But Hey, by the way, Mark, before we forget, GoDaddy.com. GoDaddy. Guys, you guys got to help us out. Come on, guys. You got to go to TalkingMetal.com. And use those links. If you support what we're doing, if you want to continue to get a free podcast, go use those links. Make a purchase. Buy your domain name. And show GoDaddy that Talking Metal is sending them customers. You know, use those codes or use those links on TalkingMetal.com. It's really important to show support. Absolutely. Uh, A lot of people have MySpace pages, and those are great. And what I would suggest, even if you're not like an internet maniac, just for the heck of it, register yourname.com or .net or whatever you like at GoDaddy, and it's so easy to point that to your MySpace page. You don't have to be a computer expert to do it. If you can make a MySpace page, you can point your domain name through GoDaddy to your MySpace page. It's really, really easy, guys. And it's just kind of a cool thing to have. And uh, I got to check with Nick from Invasion and currently Speed Kills to see if those guys did it yet. Yeah, they definitely should. Everybody should be out there getting their own blog, their own domain name. You can get a free blog at, like, WordPress and then buy the domain name through GoDaddy. You know, Joe Farber or whatever your name is, just point it, .com, point it to your WordPress blog. Plus, I believe that GoDaddy offers a lot of other great services as well. So just, you know, click through our site and then go check out what they have to offer and then, you know, make a purchase. Even if it's something like, you know, under $10, you could do it and it will help keep Talking Metal strong and it will help Mark and I out. So we we don't ask for much and um, this is one time where we're going to ask you for something, but we want... You to support Talking Metal by supporting GoDaddy by clicking through the links on TalkingMetal.com. There are three different banners, three different codes, and each do a little bit of a different thing. So you got to figure out like if, what you're planning to order and which link is going to work best for you. Cool. Again, check out my new site, MarkStriegel.net. If it's not up yet, it will be shortly. Check out the Talking Metal forums, MySpace.com slash TalkingMetal, TalkingMetal.com. Thanks for your support, guys. Michael Shanker has a great new record out. I sincerely believe in this record. I think it's a great record. And I want you guys to use the links in today's show notes to go buy a copy of it. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure if it's on iTunes. If it is, we will have links up to iTunes also. But check out the show notes and enjoy this interview. We'll get into a little music off the new Michael Shanker record before the interview. 
and we'll end with a little more music off the record. And I think it's really, really cool, Mark, that you have the opportunity to interview Michael. One of the all-time great guitar players in rock, period. This guy, Randy Rhodes, Jimi Hendrix, you know, Eddie Van Halen, Jeff Beck, Michael Schenker's right up there with these guys. Check them out. Uh, maybe a re-experience. 
Yeah, definitely. But I mean, the album, it just really, and it, part of it, of course, is, is just the players and, and Gary's voice, but it really has that classic sound that you had back in the early and mid 80s with the Michael Shanker group. And I think longtime fans are going to be very excited about this record. Tell us about the songwriting process. Well, that's usually, I really don't do anything different. I, I usually just write like um, little sketches, uh, like 10, 15 minutes, uh, seconds long. When it's time to make a record, I listen to them and I get inspired by by certain bits and and add new bits to it, etc., etc. And then I um, on this particular record, I was um, on this particular um, demo or the songwriting, I was also um, humming some melodies to it. And then when it was time to meet with Gary um, and introducing the songs, and then we would be working on the melodies that I had come up with and he would interpret them to in his own way and uh, once that was done we he went home and started writing lyrics and I went to the studio and started arranging the songs put down uh, rhythm guitars uh, drum machine for guide and uh, a, a keyboard bass and then uh, we had Don come in to do the keyboards then the um, um, the files were sent over to Simon to Los Angeles where he was waiting, everything ready set up and and uh, he would put his drums down and then send back and then we would um, have Neil come in, play the bass uh, and, at la- and then the last thing we did was the, the vocals, yeah. mix and the record was done. Awesome, awesome. Well, it sounds just great and I'm very excited that Gary is actually going to be touring with you and doing live dates with you. I know you've had some maybe custom or visa problems with, with shows in the States. Have those been sorted out? Will you be able to play any, any shows in the United States? Well, I mean, that's to do with the agent, you know. To uh, Somebody needs to organize these things, and that wasn't done last time. And so, you know, when we have I, I have you know in, in 2007 summer I there was a lot of mess I was surrounded by a lot of mess which needed to be straightened out and reorganized and that's what I have done and we shouldn't really get into that kind of a situation again good good well I'm looking forward to seeing you guys when you roll through New York for sure you know I, I've been a big fan of the stuff you did a while back the acoustic stuff the thank you stuff it, some really beautiful music you do on on, on uh, with the Thank You Records, and I just wanted to ask you: Is that like a nylon string guitar? That's uh, the uh, um, these are Ovation. Ovation. Yeah, and, uh, and it's steel um, string. I think on the last yeah they 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 like metal strings. Wow. Okay. And I think on the last one I was doing a Dean. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. By the way, you have the new. Well, I don't know how new it is anymore, but the Dean Signature yeah, V, right? Yeah, right, right. And that is, you're still playing that, and you don't play really the Gibsons that much anymore? No. No. Great. And what kind of pickups are in the Dean V? Um, well, they, I, they have those pickups that they put together, and they introduced them to me. I like them. And what the technical the technicality is and how they are wound and then everything, I really don't know. But Right. But it gives you that great sound that you're, yeah. you're hearing on the new record and stuff. Yeah. Awesome, cool. And now you've been in and out of UFO so many times throughout the years. A lot of the Talking Metal listeners wanted me to ask you, would there ever be any chance of you doing anything again with UFO? 
that the, the doors are open whenever things, you know, just look at things when, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all in the open, you know, like uh, uh, I get approached, uh, I look at things, and if it makes sense, you know, then it happens. Right, I got you. Cool. And I also wanted, I mean, I was going through all the records and CDs and, and music that you've done through the years, and you've just constantly, you're not one of these guys who, you know, has six or seven years in between a record. You're constantly putting out so much music. Where does the inspiration come? Is it just in your blood? Well, I have, um, like, MSG was uh, created for freedom, and so I can really relax and um, just do whatever I want, which was the purpose, and so I'm not really under pressure or anything. Uh, plus, I had also, simultaneously, I had created some other uh, ways of expressing, like the Thank You albums um, on acoustic, etc. Then I did some, you know, like for maybe three or so sessions where I was just playing solos to uh, cover uh, versions of, of old songs, 70 right. songs. That was a lot of fun. So it's just like there's different ways of, you know, going about with things, which are, you know, makes things for freshest things and, and it just kind of, um, you know, gets you into places where, you know, I, I haven't been and, and that kind of stuff to, just to keep it interesting. Yeah, definitely. Now, you joined, actually, the Scorpions. It's it's such a young age. I believe you were you were 16 when you started playing with them. And, I mean, you've been on the stage and creating music really ever ever since then. Do you ever look back and feel like you lost a little bit of your childhood getting thrown into the spotlight at such a young age? I'm not sure. I, I, I guess maybe I missed out on social skills because right. I was, you know, practicing a lot and stuff like that spending a lot of time in my four walls. Um, but, you know, I did what I like. You know, that was the music, so I don't think I missed out, really. Right, sure. Sure, do you still spend a lot of time practicing? Well, I do a lot of... I, I do uh, play a lot, you know, and write, and, and uh, if it's not writing, it's rehearsing. If it's not rehearsing, it's touring. I mean, practicing in between the gaps here and there, wherever there is time and wherever, you know, I kind of feel the time where nothing else is to do, I just practice. Right, gotcha. A couple of family questions for you. I understand your son is a guitar player? Yeah, Tyson. Tyson. And, and, and the other one too, Taro. Oh, wow. But Tyson is the one that has a band, and, and he actually plays with uh, Ian Hunter's son. Oh, wow. Wow, that's, that's amazing. It's funny how there's a, a second generation of, yeah. of hard rock players out there. We were talking with Rob Halford, who's nephew plays in a band with Tony Iommi's daughter, so it's kind of kind of interesting. And how about, how about your brother, Rudolph? Are you getting along well with him, and how's he doing? Yeah, well, when we meet, we do, but we don't we rarely see each other because he is always somewhere. If he's not in Russia, he is in Brazil, or if he's not there, he's in Australia. I'm always somewhere else, and so there's not really that much, you know, that we meet and see. I got you. Cool. I wanted to ask you about the Love Drive record. Scorpions had already started recording with Mateus Jabs, and then you actually kind of came back in the fold, ended up rejoining the band, and I guess he was kind of maybe pushed to the side until you left the band, then he was brought back in. Can, we, can you talk a little bit about that situation? And I always wondered if that caused like a strain between you and Mr. Jabs. Well, I mean, first of all, like Matthias, and uh, the interesting part is that Matthias and Uli, John Roth, um, we kind of crossed um, past uh, 
you call it, crossed, uh, you know, we kind of, <laughs> um, kind of bumped into each other before right. the Scorpions thing even happened. And it was like him and Uli and I, we weren't even with the Scorpions or something like that. But it is funny that it was these three guitarists that they ended up in the Scorpions. And uh, anyway, um, Matthias, yes, he was in the band, and they did the Love Tribe album, and I was asked, um, I guess what I thought about it, I left uh, UFO, and he asked me to, um, because Matthias was just very fresh in the band, and they, um, they wanted a particular amount of songs done by me, and so I, I worked things out, and I went to the studio and did it, and... Um, you know, everybody liked it so much that they decided, they asked me if I wanted to join the band, and then I did, which uh, I shouldn't have really done, because it did create some, you know, weirdness um, between Matthias and myself, um, but uh, basically I soon found out that I, sh you know, I need to do my own thing, right. and, uh, um, you know, I need to create something that allows me to be free and do what I want to do. Cool. I wanted to ask you, every time we do an interview, we recently interviewed a guy, Kerry King. Well, not every time, but a lot of times when we do an interview, uh, like an interview we recently did with Kerry King from Slayer or Scott Ian from Anthrax, they mention that Michael Shanker is such an influence on them and, and such an amazing influence on music, and they're just always talking about how great Michael Shanker is. How, how do you feel about some of the bands like maybe heavier metal bands like Slayer and Anthrax, or even Metallica for that matter? Well, it's like, you know, um, I was influenced by Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page and those people, and, you know, I went my own way with it, and I guess they did the same thing. <laughs> right. Cool. You know, we all need some help, you know, in the beginning. Yes, yes. Well, I... We'll let you go, but I wanted to just ask you, you know, you read crazy stuff on the, the Internet about uh, rumors about people, and you can never believe them. Uh, so I just wanted to ask you, are you staying healthy? And, and, and Because we've read on the Internet sometimes that you've, you've struggled with alcohol and, and, and drugs, and we just want to... I don't struggle with alcohol. I struggle with the people around me, and I hope that I have kind of somehow sussed the situation out and, and uh, I reorganized things and it looks stable, and it should be okay. Great. Well, we look forward to seeing you when you come to America. Okay. All right, Michael, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Spent my life go leaving this town Taking a break from your darker side You lost your chance, girl, of bringing me safer place now you don't know how good it feels the last bite in the middle of the night now i'm burning up my wheels why are you out to give